This is Katie and Kate Carbondale. Support for Katie and Kate comes from Louie the Computer Guy, providing PC and Mac repair, networking support, tutoring, and web design. Informed and connected, 970-948-7992. I'm your host, Matt McBrayer from Roaring Fork Help Desk in studio with Louie the Computer Guy. How's it going, Matt? Going good. Another Monday. Yes, it is. We've been gone for a whole month. Yeah, we have. Those darn three-day weekends just jump in and mess it all up. Yeah. Did you go do something fun for your three-day weekend? Yeah, took a whole week off. Yeah. <laughs> were you were you in California yet by then? At that point? Huh? Yeah, we flew out uh, Saturday morning. Oh, great. So, not I would not recommend uh, flying out Saturday morning on a three-day weekend. Just, just, just saying. Just say no. Okay. <laughs> Got it. You know, for some reason, it never occurs to me to fly on any of the hot, the hot spot weekends. You know, I hear people talking about it's the third busiest weekend to fly in the whole in the whole year. You know, and I'm like, well, that's a really good reason to not fly. Exactly. Anywhere, you know. Yeah. So yeah, we had the line backed up all the way, the security line was backed up all the way to the uh, baggage carousel, like halfway through the baggage mm-hmm. carousels. Luckily, it moved really quickly. They yeah got they got it done quickly, and that was okay. Uh, basically, a non issue for that portion of the for getting out there good so good just if you're flying you know if you're flying on one of those weekends or a three-day weekend or whatever give yourself an extra 45 minutes or an hour take a xanax and give yourself an extra 45 (laughs) (laughs) on the way back that might have been handy yeah (laughs) definitely well hey uh if you're having any uh, computer questions give us a call at 970-963-2976 we are the geeks we know a little bit about computers. We've fixed one or two in our day, and um, we're just dying to fix yours yeah. for you. And um, you know whether it's a cable jiggling or you know even if you want to weigh in, uh, if you have a new gadget that you want to share your review, uh, we value all of our listeners' opinions um, about that. And the reason I'm heading towards the discussion of a new device is. Um, you know, I picked up my phone on um, Friday, and there was a news alert um, that ended up being erroneous, actually. Uh, the news alert um, said that uh, China had banned the iPhone 15 because of uh, excessive radiation. Uh, did you? No, no. I've, they have uh, – the EU has excluded sales of uh, the iPhone 12 because of excessive radiation. Okay. Which is funny because it's basically being discontinued. Mm-hmm. So like, but like I said, this came in on on a, one of my news. It 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 really truly said that, uh, and basically what was happening was Apple had just issued um, some stock. Uh, what do, what do they call it? Um, information updates as far as uh, earnings pro, uh, projections, and they were showing that um, they were going to be suffering. Um, I was just reading the article, suffering. Like new, the latest quarter was going to show very soft numbers, and so their uh, stock went down eight percent um, that day. I think it was Friday, um, which uh, for Apple, I think we were just looking at it uh, an eight percent drop in stock um, equals um, a a cap a cap loss of two billion two hundred billion. Two hundred thirty billion somewhere yeah. in there, somewhere in there, yeah, something like that. So, um, so that that's a big deal, uh, and 
then somebody took that and ran with it and uh, kludged on a, a rumor um, onto it saying that uh, the reason the, stat, the stock had um, gone down so much was because the uh, China had announced that it was going to be banning the iPhone 15, sales of the iPhone 15, because of um, the increased radiation or the radiation output of it. So I think we're good. we are here to debunk that rumor. Um, so, um, and I, I guess the bottom line is there was a moment uh, somewhere along the line on Friday afternoon because the, the Apple stock's pretty much recovered, I think. Um, and there was a moment where you could have picked up your Apple stock for about $12 a share less. Not that that's a big deal for most of us, but, um, anyway, um, so that was, uh, that's something that was going on over the weekend or, uh, early coming into the weekend. And, uh, so all of this talk has, um, led me to dive a little bit deeper into like, what's all the hoopla about the iPhone 15, and uh, what do you think, Matt? Are you planning on getting? Are you going to get one when they come out? I don't know about when I get out. We'll see. I'm not in a hurry. This mm-hmm. one's this one, with a few exceptions. This one's fine for the moment. Got it. So is that a twelve? It's a twelve. Okay. Yes. Got it. All right. I thought it looked kind of antiquated. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Mine's an eleven. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's uh, you know, when I bought my eleven, it was the first time in my life, and forgive me if I've said this before, but it was the first time in my life that I had the latest version of an Apple phone. I mean, I could I could literally say, This is the latest version of the iPhone. <laughs> I and I have one. You know how long it lasted? A week? Six weeks. Oh. Six weeks. <laughs> Six weeks. Six weeks I got to say that. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, it's one version back. I don't think it's quite time to like go ahead and upgrade yet, you know. And uh, and it sounds like a good thing I didn't upgrade because it sounds like the uh, iPhone 12 is just like melting people's brains, right? You know. Well, it sounds like it's because you were saying something about uh, some of the uh, EU countries have uh, limited sales or. Well, it sounds like they're yeah they're limiting and I and I saw that last week so I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to I'd have to go refresh myself okay. but basically they had to they they had to make some adjustments to the to the iPhone 12 to be within to fit the EU to reg- f- regulations to fit those regulations. Yeah. Okay. With, I don't know if one of the updates turned up, turned up the mm-hmm. transmitter or whatever, but Got something it. it's out of, it was out of whack mm-hmm. and now they've, yeah, I think they've, but it's also being phased out since it's, you know, three, yeah. three behind. Yeah. It's ancient. It's in, in the Mac world. Yeah. It's yes. like literally got <laughs> moss growing on it. Right. <laughs> I keep mine pretty so, clean. So old. <laughs> oh, no, no. You don't have to. It doesn't matter whether you keep them clean. They get that old and they just start, you know, they start biodegrading. <laughs> no, don't don't give them any ideas. I know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, all this uh, talk about the iPhone 15. And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, how much better can an iPhone get? I ask. And um, so and I came across this article about Dynamic Island and I guess I'm, I'm a, I'd like to compel our uh, our listeners, if there's anybody out there who has the, – the Dynamic Island is a feature, um, and it came out on the iPhone 14 um, Pro, and it basically um, brings the top part of the screen to life by showing live activity from background tasks on your phone. Well, what the heck does that mean? It basically means the Dynamic Island can show live music, sports scores – and even Apple Maps directions. To use it, you must have an iPhone 14 Pro or iPhone 14 Pro Max, 
with the dynamic island feature. If you have one of these devices, the features appear automatically on your screen if you leave an app with dynamic island capabilities. So it's probably something you can go into the settings and and a toggle. You can basically yeah. say you want it to be uh, part of the dynamic island. And um, so... Anyway, um, things gonna be available on all the iPad, iPhone 15s. Yeah, the 15s uh, is is basically available. And uh, one of the articles that I did read about the 15 that I thought was kind of interesting um, is that um, I, at least in the in the eyes of the reviewer, um, the 15 Pro is really not that big of a deal compared to the iPhone 15, the regular the regular one, and um, his whole. Um, he basically just said, you know, I, I, I went ahead and got the, the regular iPhone 15 and, um, I am not suffering from 15 pro envy, um, at this point. Um, so anyway, um, what are you looking up there? Oh, just, just going through trying to find anything not too far down the rabbit hole. (laughs) So got it. Other All than right. uh, Amazon, yeah. well, and not too negative either. Yeah, that's kind of the hard part between yeah. on on all this. It's like, oh, the negative news gets more. Oh yeah, in there, and yeah. it's just like it's, you know. To me, the big deal with the iPhone 15 is USB C charging. Ah, uh, since the European Union is forcing them, forcing all phone manufacturers to use the same charging connector uh-huh. to reduce yeah. waste. Which, yeah, yeah. So, so now that's a form of consort. I don't. I, mm-hmm. I wonder how the law works with that. With uh, you know, to do the Phone manufacturers and device manufacturers have to like do a consor- like form a consortium now, and say, you know, they, let's say USB C runs its course, even though it has mm-hmm. an incredible amount of bandwidth available. Let's mm-hmm. say it runs its course, yeah, you know, and then let's say just you know seven to ten years from now, they want to do USB C two or USB D or something. Got it. Uh, okay. For that connector, it's like you know, does everyone have to form a consortium and say we're going to switch the connector and that's okay? And the law says that's okay. You know, I'm just curious how the yeah. if, if that's been built baked in because technology yeah. moves so fast. No, they just need to make the little plastic sleeve on it a different color. That's what they did with the regular USB A. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that, but if you look in the mouth of a USB A connector, the old style USB connectors, some of them are black and some of them are blue. And, and so, basically, blue means that it's a two or higher, right? Three or higher. Or three or higher. Sorry, yeah. And um, so that's that's one. And does USB four have a color? I don't know. Because yeah. I know some boards that make have them like yellow and red and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. But typically on most of the... I have seen red ones. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. There's just not a lot of those around, you know, at least not in my world. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was going to uh, put it out there to our listeners if there's anybody who does have an iPhone 14 and um, has become smitten with the Dynamic Island feature to give us a call and tell us what you think about it. Um, we would love to hear um, because I'm right now in the process of building a case to buy myself an iPhone 14 or 15 <laughs> because I am stuck on a dirty little iPhone 11, you know, and and it is growing moss at this point. Um, actually, it's more along the lines of my... Um, my otter bot, my otter box is is giving up the ghost. Uh, I've already lost the little charging door is uh-huh. gone, and now my screen protector has gone south. And so I'm I'm really I'm really living dangerously with this phone. It's um, 
So (laughs) (laughs) anyway, uh, yeah, so that would be, uh, we'd love to hear, um, what people think about the dynamic Island and, uh, you know, maybe you can enable me to go and, and, um, you know, drop, drop the $1,200 that it's going to take to, so I can be on the Island too. Um, I guess the question is what happens when you're voted off the dynamic Island? It's, uh, I mean, what is your, what is your app? I just want, I was just wondering, I mean, I would just say the app has to support it. So, Uh, so I don't know what percentage of apps. We got a call. We have a call. All right. Let's give this a try. Yeah. Right here. You're on with the geeks. Hey, I just uh, wanted to say, I heard your otter box comment. Uh huh. And. I know that they bought life. Dang it. I'm turning my radio off. Oh, that's, um, that's a good idea. That's going to be really crazy confusing. Yes. <laughs> um, so life, life proof is part of um, OtterBox. Anyway, when my life proofs break or have anything go wrong with them, uh, it is so easy to get just a free replacement. They're really good about that. Just give them a call, okay. and you get a free new OtterBox probably. Great. Thank so. you so much for that tip. I, I will. It, the only problem is that that's going to get in the way of me buying my new iPhone 14. Um, but Ah, uh, uh, yes. Maybe I could just say, well, my one on my iPhone 11, like, crapped out, um, and, but I'm getting a new phone. Can I get one for a 14 for, for free? So we'll see how You know, that, I haven't we'll tried that, that, but, yeah, yeah. it was – Nice. All right. Well, good All luck. Right. Just wanted to drop that in. Thanks. Thanks a lot, man. Take care. Thanks. You bet. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Yeah. You're listening to Geek Speak on KDNK. We have a few more minutes. 970-963-2976. Hope I didn't muddy that. 2976. Um, so uh, I had another story that I was just looking at. Have you seen this story, Matt? Uh, that uh, Irish regulators have fined TikTok. 345 million pounds. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, 296 million pounds um, for violating children's privacy. And um, so this is that's a pretty big deal. I mean, if you're a parent and you've got a, got uh, underage TikTok users in your house, um, this may be an article that you want to look up. Um, I'm getting this off of the BBC.com. And... Um, uh, so it looks like uh, it's the biggest fine to date that TikTok has received from regulators. Uh, um, the criticisms are focused on features and settings that were in place three years ago. Um, oh, they're saying that they've they've changed it and made it better. But um, you know, I my best recommendation is uh, I mean, if you got kids that are using social media, I recommend you be a part of. Um, the process because uh, I, I think that's the only way to go because mm-hmm. there's just you know it's like we have to even the kids you know since Haley's watching youtube it's like we still have to to look and keep an eye on what she's watching and yeah and it's just there's just so much junk out there that mm-hmm. is not suitable for consumption yep uh at least that or at least matches the goals that i'm trying to have for my children got it well you know we're, we're having a debate in our household right now about whether or not gangnam style is uh is appropriate content for an eight-year-old or not because my eight-year-old grandson absolutely adores that video as do i 
And uh, but there is some fairly uh, close to the edge content in that video. And um, so it's it's a matter of how uh, how uh, what would susceptible kids are to sub- subliminal content because there's a lot of it out there, you know, so. or or just being able to have the discussion and have the, the context mm-hmm. with the uh, you know, with the con with the content. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, w- what, you know, so it's like a child's watching the content and then they're going to process that. How You have to help them process that if they don't have a way to integrate that into their person. Yeah. Into yeah. Their... I just don't know if I'm ready to have that conversation with my year old grandson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't I was enthralled. So we basically had a YouTube dance party night uh, when we were at, down in Denver at the rock show. And we had this, this ginormous 75-inch television in the living room of our rental house. And uh, we just had a good old time just pulling up. You know, we, we watched Michael Jackson's Thriller. And uh, what a what an epic piece of work that is. And, uh, and you know, it's just, I mean, what a world we live in that um, we can, um, you know, we can sit there and do that. And, you know, people can just spit out the names of, you know, well, let's watch such and such. And, and we can pull it up. I mean, back in the day, it was like, I'm going to Blockbuster. I'll be back in 45 minutes, you know, <laughs> and if they have it. Yeah. If, if it's not rented already, you know? And, um, so, I mean, that's what a world we live in. It was, uh, it was a ton of fun. And, uh, like I said, once again, if you haven't gone back and watched Michael Jackson's thriller, uh, for a while, uh, it's definitely worth revisiting. It's, um, really, really well done. And, um, so yeah, um yeah, I think uh it it's important. Um did we talk last time about I I I heard somebody being interviewed that was talking about that the initial mission statement of Facebook. Um did did we talk about that? I don't think so. The initial I mean, the initial mission statement I heard in an inter- interview with a a woman who was on the original development team. The original mission statement of Facebook was it was designed to make adolescent girls jealous of each other. Oh yeah, I remember this. And um, so I'm just like, who does that? I mean, it, it's like there's you know how like there isn't enough of that already, you know. But the, but uh, see, so how does that work? Since since because originally it was only college students that were allowed to join Facebook, mm-hmm. right? So how does that? How do those two? Yeah, just so. just like no fourteen year old smoke cigarettes, right? so so you know what you know what facebook is facebook is the digital equivalent of a mechanical cigarette vending machine that's hidden around the corner (laughs) in you know wherever uh except they don't have those anymore but they they did for the longest time they you know they made the smoking legal smoking age 18 yet all these machines are sitting around in these random locations and the machines don't ask for (laughs) You're right. No. It's like, do you have enough? You have the right number of the right size coins, and are you strong enough to pull the handle? I mean, that's that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, <laughs> so let's see what else is bubbling out there in the the tech world. Uh, do you see that uh, Google Domains is uh, halting registration and handing off? Uh, I did current- see that. Yeah. yeah. That that's uh, let's see. No, who are they passing it off to? Uh, uh, looks like Squarespace. Oh, that's right, Square, Squarespace. Um, so so basically, de- uh, decode it for them, Matt. Well, I was gonna say yeah. the so a, a domain registrar, probably one you've heard of, is GoDaddy. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and there's, and there's like network solutions. There's a, a, a gazillion of them. Yeah. So a domain registrar, uh, I'll just, I'll unpack that one very quickly. Uh, if you have like, you're starting up a new business and you have a great new business name and a great new dot com, uh, domain name, everything to the left of the period and a dot com website name, um, and you want to register it so nobody else can use it, it becomes yours to have and to hold. Uh, you go to a domain registrar, which is one of it, back in the day, it was only one. Company. Can you believe that? It used to be Network Solutions, that was the only That's place. Wild. What a what a monopoly that was! But I mean, now there's probably what three, four dozen of them, you know, uh, if that. Yeah. Well, I guess more. there's two. Well, because you have all the registers for all the TLDs. So there's okay. a there's a, a company that runs .com. There's a company that runs .net. There's a company that runs .org. And, okay, I did not and know that. .club. And, yeah. Well, because they, they have to provide a certain amount, of, and I can't remember all the rules. But there's a bunch of rules about forming a company that has the resources to be able to say, we want to have our own TLD. You know? Okay. So like, Got it. Dot, like Google owns .dev, for example. Okay. Or um, I'm trying to think of, you know, and I I'd have to look up. And some of them are organizations and stuff. But anyway, you have mm-hmm. to be have enough financial backing to be able to create that and okay. sell those things. So each one of those TLDs has its own company behind it, and then they are part of the domain register domain system. And anyway, it's okay. It's pretty. It's pretty deep. But got it. There's, okay. There's probably hundreds of mm-hmm. registrars, and then a lot of them. So like two cows sub sublets a lot of them. So they're the actual registrar. Mm-hmm. But you might be going through a third party, uh, you know, so I'm trying to think yeah. of, but so you know, a really good example would be, um, Enom, uh, uh, Enom bought up. I, I used to use a company called bulk register and, um, bulk register got bought up by Enom. And the, I, I discovered this the other day cause I was trying to tweak somebody's settings on one of the domains that I manage. And I went to Enom.com and entered my, it, it took my credentials uh, it, it recognized my credentials, my username mm-hmm. from, from my old bulk register account. And, um, but when I tried to log in, it basically came in and it said, you don't have any domains registered here. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, no, no, there's, there's a lot of register. And I basically figured out that I had to, you know, I had to go to a slightly different, um, URL and log in and using the same credentials that I did and boom, there all my stuff is, you know? So anyway, we got way down the rabbit hole on that. Um, so, so basically Google has been, um, like if you like wanted to create a a Google organization, you could register your domain name directly, directly through Google. It was like a one-stop shop, super easy for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that are going to be feeling a little bit stranded, I think. You know, yeah, because it's not see, I all, if they, it's not all under one roof anymore. I mean, and, still, I mean, they could have an API off to Squarespace for their, you know, they could mm-hmm. they, they they could talk in the background basically, yeah, and say, hey, you have our you know Google Workspace, mm-hmm. you want to buy a domain through us? It's really going through Squarespace, uh-huh. you know, but it's just you know in the background. But if you went and like looked at the, the actual registration information, mm-hmm. it wouldn't say Google; it'd say Squarespace, yeah, or Squarespace. maybe Squarespace is working with Network Solutions or one of the other. Sure. Uh, old reg- it just depends exactly. on how the the structure is set up yeah now is squarespace associated with square at all i'd have do, to go, do you know that i'd have to go look i always just assumed that they i were. thought they were the same but i but um you know it's uh, i would have to go look okay and um yeah because uh 
Yeah, I'd be interested to know that. So uh, we didn't really touch on the Starlink outage. Um, that was a, kind of a big news story. Um, I believe it was Wednesday of last week. Um, Starlink being the um, high-speed uh, satellite internet that uh, Elon Musk is um, is peddling. And um, I guess Wednesday their entire network went down. Um uh, according to the news articles I've read, um, all Starlink users were dark for about six hours uh, on Wednesday. And then um, their network came back up and there was kind of a rolling restoration of service. And um, I had customers uh, who were still experiencing issues on Saturday night. Um, and uh, they were, um, a- as tech companies are want to do, um, very vague about the um, nature of the rolling restoration and you know how long it was going to take and um, no promises <laughs> no promises made it's like it'll come back on when it comes back on and um, so and we pretty much had to wait and uh, but it's come back on now and um, so have you ever uh, installed a, uh, a Starlink dish before yes yeah yeah so you know about it's got the little servo motor in it and it just like sits there and it 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 cycles it manually it moves itself and finds the the optimum the best signal and locks onto it and uh i was just like that's really cool i figured they're just doing the uh antenna they're doing the uh steering Hmm. but they're probably doing both it's Oh, so they probably optimize it so physically. Where you're going with this is that their their satellites are not geosynchronous. Well, there's or are they? I I, th- I think on the regular one, there's I think 51 little antennas mm-hmm. inside that antenna pack. Okay, and so they modulate they mod and I don't know exactly. There's probably some insanely complex mathematics behind mm-hmm. this. Sure, uh, but basically they take that array of 51 in- uh, antennas and they modulate them slightly differently. And they bor- uh, form the beam, so it's, it's less of it's wasted mm-hmm. and more of it's directed at okay. a, maybe a particular satellite. All right. And so it's probably optimizing for the space, and then yeah. those then it's doing the waveform, mm-hmm. the beam forming, to maximize the uh-huh. efficiency to send and receive See, data. See, I wish you had not said any of that because now I have beam forming envy, and I'm going to have to go out and get one of those <laughs> <laughs> because I need to learn more about it. Like I'm gonna from having one yes right but anyway we all know what that music yeah. means thank you so much for listening listeners yeah you've been listening to geek and, speak on katie and k yeah when are we going to be back we're going to be back on october 2nd it looks like all right if i bring in the glare what right what a way to start up your october yep so all right you've been listening to geek speak on k and katie and k i'm your host matt mcgriff from run for help desk in studio with louis the computer guy thanks a lot matt and uh you all just uh put down your device and go for a walk